0: All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, Elevated Friendship. How do you feel about all this going on? Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but how do you feel? Let's make it plain. All right, so let's make it plain uh excuse me this week uh i'm just I'm, i'm 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 bathing in you know what i think is like one of the perfect world scenarios um i get to watch the shows that i like the content that i like and have the week that i like and um i really have no complaints i'm just excited um we we had an amazing episode of Miss Marvel. We had a, a you know, season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. If this is a limited series and this is all we get, I'm happy with that. Um because um we got under uh under the Vader. Under the mask. We got under the mask. Um and which which is like heartbreaking, really heartbreaking. Um, but there were like several things in that episode that just like yeah, so many things to break down, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to rope in uh, the big homie Steve uh, to to talk about this because there's just so many details that I can't possibly hit all by myself. <laughs> I'm only one man, you know. May the force be with me. I'm also want to talk a little bit about uh, what we've got going on as far as you know the hurdle world. Um, Devin Allen is running that 12.84 now, and he, and he's done that just before. Um, you know, going to Eugene. Not saying I want to see a 1284 again, um, but if this boy could break the world record with that nice hair, let's go ahead and do it. Go Oregon, right? Um, that's for my sister, <laughs> uh, Shelly Ann Fraser Price, ten-six, boom, boom, shots fired. Um, everybody beware, the mommy rocket is back on the horse. Um, so yeah, as far as Elaine Thompson, hurrah, her country, country woman and Shelly, er, and, uh, Shikari Richardson, um, love that young lady, but, uh, 10-6 is 10-6, ain't nobody running that right now, and Elaine Thompson, hurrah, um, has ran faster, of course, <clears throat> but, um, it's the mommy rocket, so everybody get, buckle up, um, we have, you know, the Golden State era, um, gold-blooded, um, can LeBron do anything here? Uh, then we have the College World Series. Um, Omaha is back. You know, it, it's back. COVID hurt us bad, but now with College World Series being back in full throttle, it I means awesome to see um, those clips and highlights on the news. I've got friends and family, you know, pushing tickets and trying to get there. So you know, just dope, just awesome. Um, last but not least, Deshaun Watson. We have settled 20 of the 24 uh, sexual assault claims, Um, and it just makes me wonder, you know, I'm like, is he being attacked and, you know, is he being attacked and canceled because of something, or did he really do all this stuff? Is he really just sloppy with his hips? You know, is he just a, a crazy dude? So. It's like wasn't R. Kelly enough? Wasn't Harvey Weinstein enough? <clears throat> so yeah, let's go back to the top. Let's talk about uh, Miss Marvel. I, I want to put the ladies first because Obi Wan might take up my full podcast here. Miss <laughs> um, Marvel, once again, I'm in love with this show, and I think as a girl dad, I'm in love with this show because of the the mindset and the framework that goes into parenting and then understanding that you had secrets too as a kid that you were trying to get over on your parents too you were trying to slide around the you know door or slide around the house so they wouldn't see stuff you know you felt like you had things that you couldn't talk to them about and so now seeing in vivid color parents that aren't too much older than me. You know and and kids old enough that i I could have had these kids, you know several of my friends just had you know um kids graduate from you know high school over the last year or so um, it's just crazy to see this all play out where now we're the parents and now we're trying to hold on to the the parenting skills that that we felt right that we felt and experienced and remember. And we're trying to use it to the best of our ability to get the best out of our kids, right? Her being Nightlight, or being Miss Marvel, or you know whatever she thinks she is, um, that's her identity. You know that's that's ultimately her identity. She's brown. She's Muslim. She's a superhero and she's so 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 under <laughs> trained. Like we, if, if you can get Obi-Wan in there to help her, um now wouldn't you know uh, uh be too late. Um so yeah, it's crazy that we start the show with Asha, her great grandmother, being in that temple and having the bracelet and surprise, (laughs) the 10 rings emblem is down there on the ground. And I'm like, stop it. We did this in Iron Man. We're doing this now. I'm like, you do not want to see that man. So I don't know where in the story they're going to keep allowing those 10 rings to show up. But you do not want to see that man. You do not want to see the quote unquote Mandarin. Now, I don't know the extent of these bracelets' powers because I don't know this character as well. But based on what I've seen, it's pretty its pretty miraculous. It's pretty amazing. Um, I've heard that she's an inhuman, but on this show, they're making it seem as if the bracelet is connecting with the, the deeply rooted, seated powers that she has as a djinn. <laughs> so, okay. <clears throat> you know, okay. But if the djinn... Is a creature from a dimension that is inhuman, then okay, then they can just link it that way. Um, but I think it gets a little bit crowded, you know, when like we already had the Agents of Shield in humans, and then we had the inhuman show, and it just uh it just didn't develop well. For all of Marvel's amazingness, um, they really dried up that that that, that cup on that show. And I'll forever be a little bit upset and hurt by it. But um much love to everybody in the show. They did an amazing job. Um, there were just some decisions direct, director-wise that I wouldn't have made. But, hey, I'm not a director. I haven't directed not one show, not one play, or not one movie. So who am I to judge, right? So... <laughs> Bollywood dance, right? So we got a, a Bollywood dance scene in um, Eternals, which I am forever grateful for. Uh, Haja um, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show was an eternal God, and I, I love that about him. And and hopefully I don't say his name wrong. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, so if I say his name right, it's Kumail Nanjiani uh, Kingo so yeah he 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 played you know kingo on uh on eternals, and he's haja and you know obi wan um but yeah, um the Bollywood dance scenes are maybe one of the coolest things I've seen since like thriller and uh you know kingo's dance uh Bollywood dance scene you know it just shows up right at the perfect time, you know right at the the beginning of the, in, you know, the movie, the intro of the movie is when you get like your biggest action scenes or your car chase scenes or the big disaster, you know, where they're kind of setting you up, you know, to, to kind of, you know, set the stage, so to speak. So um, just dope. And we had that in Miss Marvel, you know, the wedding scene uh, between her, you know, brother and new sister-in-law. Um, such an amazing wedding, such an amazing ceremony. And, uh, we all need more Bollywood dance. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I messaged a few of my guys, you know, a few of my close friends that are good dancers. And I'm like, um, there's Bollywood dancing happening and we're not a part of it. This is a problem. <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, I just, I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, like country music. You dance together. The electric slide, every black wedding, we're together. Uh, the the Cupid shuffle, we're together. So it's like, this is here to stay. And I love that in Bollywood, um, the Bollywood dance scene is in every movie. Um, so dope. Just dope. Um, I also absolutely love how they're showing Muslim culture uh, uh, in this movie. They're doing a great job of showing... Um, our traditional world label laid over the fabric of their perspective. So I'm not Muslim, and if I'm not best friends or know somebody that's that's Muslim, like how would I have insight into this lifestyle um, that's easy to, that easy to digest? Well, leave it to Nickelodeon and Disney to help you. Right? They're gonna show you what it's like to be an ice princess. They're gonna show you what it's like. Um, to build a snowman. They're gonna show you what it's like to live under the sea. They're gonna show you what it's like to run into a genie, a jinn. Gen. <laughs> you know, they're gonna show you all these things. You know, the the uh, Tiana and the and the the frog princess and the princess and the frog. I mean, they're gonna Sleeping Beauty. They're gonna show you all these worlds that maybe you haven't been accustomed to, or you haven't touched yet. Um, so once again, I think they're doing a great job of that. And um, I love that the warden from the Orange is the New Black is the leader of the Vigilante Busters, um, the 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 super the super hunters the soup hunters. So um, big ups to her. Um, she I, I just love her presence um, in the in the shows and and things that she's in. And, and I'll have to do more on her probably sure later. Obi Wan. It's about time he stopped crying like a little C3PO and forced up. My favorite one of my favorite lines from this show was specifically when Darth Vader Anakin says, Your powers have returned. (laughs) And uh, the thing I love about that, that super, maybe one of the best fighting scenes I've ever seen. I mean, two of them are in this show. Is that they showed they showed an obi-wan that was not actually holding back? Um, an obi-wan that kills is not really obi-wan. he's that's not him. Um, but he threw literally the whole mountain at him. He threw a whole field of stones at him. I mean, these were boulders and 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 peaks in the, in this valley now I don't know this planet but maybe one of these days they'll you know take us to that sisterhood planet you know like the the sorceresses where um you know what I'm saying all the guys look like uh Darth uh Darth Maul um but we're really not there yet like that's uh Star Wars Rebels and during the time of Star Wars Rebels I believe Obi-Wan is is pretty old and gray and um and now um Darth Maul is is hunting him same way um Darth Vader was. Uh yeah, about that. <laughs> so Anakin is truly gone. I mean, if anything if if anything was ever going to break your heart concerning that little boy from Tatooine that Obi-Wan and Master Qui-Gon Jin um found, this would be that moment where he says that you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying, you know, you didn't get rid of uh, uh, Anakin. I killed him. I'm like, oh, oh my god! And and I have to I have to go watch it about eighty seven more times. But was he smiling under that red lightsaber light? I mean, this is to me, this is like classic writing, like from the book. So I did have a chance to kind of glance through some of the books years and years ago. And it seemed like they had more material like this. So, yeah. Um, I also wonder whatever happened to Asajj Ventress and and Reva the Inquisitor after this moment. Like, what happens to the fifth brother and the Inquisitor after this moment? Um, Because if my memory serves me correct, if you're watching Star Wars Rebels... They continue to build and grow into something that, um, y- you know, is is Jedi proof. Right. It, it took the rebellion and what little Princess Leia would later build to actually knock them off course, because they if you look at what Darth Sidious did, uh, Darth Plagueis or however you want to say it, uh, Emperor Palpatine, Chancellor Palpatine. He built that whole Order 66 uh, 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 diplomatically. He built that step by step in waves of time. So one, you know, and it was always beneficial. If you look at it, it was always beneficial to something that had nothing to do with the Jedi. They were literally shoulder to shoulder with them knowing and learning all of their moves as, as brothers, right? Like Rex and that whole team that, um, that uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Snips, what's her name, um, Ahsoka Tano and Anakin, the three of them rolled tight with that crew of elite level uh, uh, clones like Rex. It wasn't until um the bad batch came that they actually kind of started to wiggle through and you know make their way you know on their own so i'm I'm really curious to see like where they go with that show um because that bad batch they're basically all alive somewhere right now chilling doing whatever they gotta do because the end the end of bad batch um I, from from where I'm I'm seeing it at this time period we're right where the uh uh the bad batch started pretty much you know right 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 at that mm, post um order 66 mark so it might not necessarily be during this show but I feel like it's about that time right so you know you all correct me if I'm wrong um but, yeah, the, my time period and and Ahsoka Tano running around being a spice trader, the Bad Batch, all of that is kind of running, you know, right now. Um, I really, really, really hope we get more of the Mandalore story um, because the Mandalorian uh, season uh, three really could be wholeheartedly solely focused on the history of Mandalore, that Dark Saber, and just how far they've come over time, you know, because he's, uh, you know, he's a different, he's a different kind of guy now. That he's taken off his helmet, he's admitted to that. He's the wielder of the Dark Saber. Um, he's literally got a Force ability kid with him. So there's just so much going on right now, and this is all. You know, this is all while Luke Skywalker is is my age. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not young, twenty-five, twenty-two, twenty-three year old Anakin Skywalker. This is ten and fifteen years down the road. So, you know, we, we, we ain't we ain't young no more. We ain't young no more. <laughs> like like Day Day says to you know, Craig and and uh next Friday. We ain't young no more. Um So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, There's so many people in the shadows of this show that can just creep up at any time. Um, Dooku is dead. Of course, we know that in any anyone, you know, that wasn't alive around the time that. uh, From what we've seen, if you weren't alive around the time he became Darth Vader, we really don't know, you know, what's happening but I mean if you guys remember you know rogue one um rogue one to my knowledge I believe that was Darth Vader in the middle like that was the, the, the middle of Darth Vader so I'll have to go back and, and, and double check but from what I remember that's it that, that's not the Darth Vader that just put on the mask and it's definitely not the Darth Vader that gets unmasked by his son. I believe that's right in the middle, right when we're just building, you know, that elite or not elite, but that underground fight club uh, of of rebels that, you know, are led by Princess Leia and and the crew. So, you know, we'll see. Um, just excited, super happy to see this stuff on film. Um, I I don't know where we would be without nerds. Like this is like nerd candy. Like for so many years, nerds have been held down and beat up and 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 outcast. But like, look at who's really running the show right now. If anything, we need everybody needs a little bit more nerd in their life. So that mentally they can, you know, stretch themselves a little bit more because this is just this has been amazing without the world of comic books, without the world of Star Wars, without the world of of shows like Scott Pilgrim and Stranger Things and like uh, Altered Carbon, uh, uh, you know, The Witcher, uh, Game of Thrones, like all these shows do not come from the same people that play in the NFL, that play in the NBA, um, that even coach in these leagues. Like they're so tasked out with their sport and their athletic talents, they don't have time to come over and create this kind of stuff. But that group has been the group that has looked down and punched down on all these little skinny nerds that created your iPhones, your laptops. The technology to to balance things, all of the the shelving and, and lighting and digital equipment that you use to to highlight your life and, and prolong your life. So it's um it's just amazing to see. I, I can't say anything as far as the future. I don't know if you know everyone will finally get the respect where respect is due. Um but one of the things I've kind of noticed that's really awesome is that new pride flag. The pride flag has the trans colors, black and brown colors, and the rainbow all included. Um, That group, the pride group, is making sure everyone's story is being told. And they grab more cultures than any other background. Like, I, I can honestly say that, which is like, it's not to put anybody's faith down. I'm not trying to put anybody's faith down or, or hurt anybody or talk down on anything. but you show me in one um, in one group where I can have a reputa- representation of families connected to Christianity, Mormon, Muslim, then racial, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, uh, show me where I can combine, more backgrounds into one area and there's actually just people wearing heels and rainbow and they're having a good time and now they're cleaning it up where they're starting to understand where maybe there is a little bit of, you know, elevated placement because of, you know, color in the pride community. But once again, like look at how hard it is to get Catholics and Baptists and and, and Protestants together, like unified on on a message that, hey, we love each other and we love Christ or the, the different sections of Muslim faith and how they're even broken up or even segregated in some ways. You know, how hard is it for you all to get together? Well, this group with the flag and the trans and the gays and lesbians, they're getting together pretty well and they're moving as a force now with a pride month. Like, they have a month. I don't know about you, but if somebody... I I just know back in the day, like, you really don't invite too many people to... If there's a cross, I'm talking about Christianity. If there's a cross up somewhere, you're open to join. You're open to, you know, see and sit with them. But when it comes down to those fundamental beliefs and, and requirements and... And traditions, you know, you're going to differ on a very strong rate. So it makes it a little bit tough to want to wanna come back and, and stay with the root, <laughs> the root cause of why you're there, which the pride community does very well. <clears throat> on to sports, though. So... <laughs> As I mentioned, um, Devin Allen is running a 1284. This is the third fastest time in the world. This is a hurdler's dream. I've been watching him run and hurdle, you know, for God, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, Aries Merritt, his 1281 was in 2012. And I believe I've been running, I've been watching Devin Allen run since about 2016. Um, you know, for Oregon. I think I even watched him play against Nebraska-Oregon-Nebraska Nebraska game. Um, I've been watching him run, you know, for maybe the last six years. I, w- I want to say at least five years. Um, just hoping he does well, hoping he does great, and then trying to unlock those, you know, parts of his races that will help him run better. But anybody that runs hurdles, wants to run 10 hurdles, or loves track and field um, understands, like, this is a huge, huge statement to be able to run the third fastest time of all time. Um, Because it's hurdles, there's stuff in your way. There's 10 barriers to slow down your speed. So the ability to keep momentum or gain momentum or hold your power and speed during that race, that's a very huge commitment. So also Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, the Mommy Rocket is at full blast. Um, Jamaica is just doing it. I remember when Jamaica was just kind of like, you know, that angry cousin in the background just mumbling, and you couldn't really understand what they were saying, but you knew they were like about something serious. Who, what a bumblelu. <laughs> you know, you, you knew they were serious. You knew they could do something, but not to this effect. And now that we continue to recruit internationally, you get to see, a lot of times, the world right at the NCAA uh, championships. And people really sleep on that. But it is one of the greatest things in the world to me. Because it, it, at the College World Series, or the, you know, almost said Connect Four, the Final Four, <laughs> that one team is 80% to 90% American, Right? The people that walk away with with the gold and the win is, I want to say, 80 to 90% American. Now, in basketball, you might have some guys from, like, Eastern Europe or maybe, like, Brazil or maybe even France. I know Coach Popovich from the Spurs, he loves recruiting internationally for that team. They have, like, maybe five different countries on that one Spurs team. But the NCAA track meet, you might as well just do a passport check just to see that there's maybe 10 or maybe 20 different countries being represented just at that NCAA meet. The world loves track and field. And it's, it's sad to me that we have, you know, such a a low appreciation of track and field. I mean, the DVR records 20 to 30 minutes of something that is not track and field. And uh, you got to wait and then realize that your show just got bumped off, which is like, so stupid to me, like wow! Thanks for respecting what I DVR'd. Like, you would never do that for a Marvel Comics movie. You would never do that for the news, um, unless there's like an NBA championship or Stanley Cup going on. It does happen, but I'm talking about consistently. This happens a lot, so maybe they just need to change the timing. You know, if you're gonna have you're gonna have a baseball game before the track meet, air the track meet first. <laughs> or air the track meet in the morning be smarter be better um we're not gonna have overtime in a track meet (laughs) you know unless you got like like a kid's track meet you know usatf summer for like the kids um where you have like three heats of each age group in the hundred (laughs) it's like bantams small uh, youth, intermediate, young man. So it's like five age groups. So, yeah, you're going to have three heats of the 100 for every age group. Um, or I, I should say three for the the, the younger kids because, they, you know, parents want them to get out there and run. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to, to, to see where everything is going. We're heading to Eugene. We're going to have an amazing um, national track meet for this professional elite level of American um, in throws, and jumps. In vaults, in sprints, in distance, um, <clears throat> and whatever else you you want to see at this meet, um, so I'm excited about it. And um, huge shout out to Jalen Lloyd, uh, Nebraska State champion in uh, the 100, in the uh, long jump and triple jump. He's setting records, and you know also uh, won the long jump out there in Eugene at the Nike Nationals. So that is awesome. Um, that is amazing. And um, on the basketball, sorry Celtics. Um, I believed in you. I wanted you to win it. I wanted you to take it. I'm a classic underdog fan. I love the East basketball. I will not back off of that. Um, it includes the Jordan era. It includes the, um, the Pistons. It includes the Boston Celtics. It includes the Atlanta Hawks, it includes the Miami Heat. It includes the era of Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal uh, down there in um you know the Orlando Magic. Um just always happy and excited with the East basketball. Um the Knicks and Pacers as well. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you out. Um but hey, it's the golden era. They are gold blooded and I don't know. Like, the Celtics are not um, any of the great teams that LeBron has played for. But if LeBron has a couple sharpshooters and he can, you know, get with whatever power forwards, like, you know, or on the floor, like a Draymond Green or or whoever, it is a very different matchup. It's a chess game. It really becomes a chess game at that point. Because it's not just, oh, Curry's gonna shoot lights out. Curry's gonna shoot lights out anyway. Um, but if you have somebody stick to him that can stay with him and play really well, that's gonna be a really interesting game. So that's what like I would really love to see, you know, kick LeBron out of the conversation. How would Golden State play today against the Chicago Bulls, that that six championship bulls team with Kerr on it? How would they play on that team, coached by Kerr? And then um, if you take them back to the 90s era and say they had to play, you know, would there be more fights, less fines, more bullying? Um, Because, like, to me, what a lot of people forget is um, the Pacers were the Golden State Warriors to the Bulls before this time. And they gave the Bulls a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, especially when it came to the Knicks as well. We remember that with Spike Lee. So it's the golden era. They are the closest thing we have to the Jordan era team. And Steve Kerr played with the Jordan era team. So he knows how to build it. And he knows how to, you know, from sitting on the bench and playing in the game and saving Michael Jordan a couple of times. I know people don't like to talk about that, but everybody's human. Like, you never saw Tom Brady get sacked? <laughs> like sometimes it does take someone to save the hero too. That's why it's called a team. <laughs> they can't do it all, you know, all by themselves. So, you know, that um that golden era um is up and running really well. And uh I'm just really excited to see what they can do. Um can LeBron do anything here? Of course he can. Um, but he's gonna have to build uh, uh, the right team. That's LeBron's winning uh, sh- that's LeBron's winning key is building the right teams. Um, that That's his style. That's what makes him great. Um, I don't think he's ever played with the same two uh, uh, teammates for more than two years. I mean he really, really, really um, pushes the agenda. And I love the guy. I love the guy, but I, <laughs> I would hate to play with him because it's just like, man, we're just gonna all be cut next year. And then the saddest part is when people are like, you know, LeBron's had too much help. He's had, he's had enough help. None of his teams go to the playoffs after he leaves. He's he's got a star power and and a something special that a lot of teams don't have. So next year they're going to have to beat the Golden State Warriors in order to win the championship and it may happen early, it may happen late, but this should have been their year, but they just got to get healthy. And and maybe rest is best. Maybe rest is best. Um so we'll see. Um college world series is back. So exciting, so amazing to see um just everybody out having a good time, the crack of the bat and the ball again. Um it, it's just such an amazing culture. And as a guy that did not play baseball, um, and I, I won't, I'm <laughs> um, really good at air conditioning, not at hitting the ball. Um, like, what an amazing sport. I mean, you can go from an exact hush over the crowd, like golf, to a roaring stadium of fans, um, and that's any inning, right? So, you know, big ups to all the young men that are out there playing their hearts off, uh, hearts out. To you know, play a great game and win, and and you know, good luck to you all. Um, last but not least, Deshaun Watson has settled twenty out of the twenty-four uh, accusations against him for sexual harassment. Um, boy, if we didn't need a sexual harassment class for our young men now more than ever, I don't know when you would. Um, I thought R. Kelly was enough. I thought uh, uh, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein was enough. I thought me too, and Times Up was enough. Apparently, this boy wasn't listening and and COVID should have been his, you know, a big key to to settle down. Um, But I don't know. Maybe this stuff happened over the run of his career as a a football player. Um, What if it's all lies? You know, it may be all lies to destroy him, but what if it's all true? What if half of it is true? And some of the stuff that is being said about him is true and factual. That's scary. So. You know, um, I don't know. I just don't know what to say. I don't know him. You know, I haven't walked through and judged him. I don't know where I would start, you know, in in just the whole story of of, of things, of how you come to a conclusion about all these 20 or 24 um, allegations, (laughs) you know, like that's a lot. So. That's where I'm going to stop it for now, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Um, We'll be back for some more. And, uh, yeah, just have a great weekend. I'll see you soon.